This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We talked about this uh, briefly with Maureen McGrath this morning. Canadian Infertility Awareness Week uh, starting up tomorrow. So joining us now to talk a bit more about this and some statistics that might surprise you is Dr. Sonia Kasia, Medical Director at uh, the Genesis Fertility Centre in Vancouver. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, thanks, Jill. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, the numbers do seem a little bit, uh, I think, surprising for people who perhaps aren't experiencing this or aren't in the know with this. One in six couples in Canada experiencing infertility, and that rate has gone up the last few years. Do we know why? You know, um, it, it is a very large number, and it affects a lot of Canadians, which I think is a really important point. I think it's also an important point uh, that you said that it's surprising to a lot of people because still a lot of people suffer in silence. Um, I think these days there's certainly more awareness about fertility. Shows like this, Infertility Awareness Week, we're trying not only to start the conversation but change the conversation. I think that for sure people are, you know, starting their families later, often not by choice. Uh, they're often in cities like Vancouver, for example. It takes longer to get established. It takes longer to you know, complete your education, establish your career, and, and meet your partner. Um, and so it takes longer also, as uh, we've discussed many times, you know, to find a house. It's, it's a more expensive city. So often not by choice, people are, are delaying starting their families. But there are many other reasons also um, that affect fertility. There's no doubt in my mind that infertility is a medical disease, and um, disorders of ovulation, conditions such as polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, March was Endometriosis Awareness Month, um, tubal factors as a result of surgery or inflammatory conditions, and 40% of uh, infertility is due to male factor. So there are many reasons that affect um, people's fertility today. It seems like we've been talking a lot more or I've been seeing a lot more uh, talk about egg freezing and that it's becoming uh, more popular. Yes. Yes. Egg egg freezing is a wonderful technology um, that can help to offer women reproductive choice. I believe that um, education about egg freezing these days is as important as education about contraception When it comes to talking about family planning, it's not perfect and it's not for everybody, but it is the best thing we have these days for women to try and prolong their fertility uh, until a time that they're ready. Whatever ready means, whether it's partner, established career, so on and so forth. And what is the, would there be an ideal age then that women are, are, if it is something women are thinking about as to what time they would, what age they would do that? Yeah, so for sure, we would love to see people younger. Uh, ideally, if women freeze their eggs under age 30, it's likely the success rate would approach 70-80%. Under age 35, 10 frozen eggs have about a 60% chance of um, delivery from worldwide data. Between ages 35 and 37, the success rate is still quite high. Still probably approaches 10 eggs for a 60% chance. Um, the label experimental on egg freezing was lifted in 2013 and 2014 um, by the American Society of Reproductive Medicine and then the Canadian um, Fertility and Andrology Society, respectively. Um, I don't even think at that point it was experimental. Um, egg banks that, that use frozen donor eggs are really where we get most of the data. But beyond 37, 38, 39, 
there's always been presumed to be a gap between fresh and frozen eggs. Under age 37, we assume that frozen eggs have a 7 to 10% less chance of resulting in a pregnancy than fresh eggs. And um, the, that the gap gets larger as women age. And so eggs have always been difficult to freeze. They are the largest cell in the body, and they are the most water-laden cell in the body, and therefore prone to crystals, unlike sperm, which are a thousand times smaller. Sperm have, we've been able to freeze for decades. It's only recently we've been able to successfully freeze eggs through a process called vitrification. But as eggs age, um, we presume that the success rate for freezing and thawing and fertilizing eggs um, is lower. I'm not sure that there's sufficient data to demonstrate that. Uh, there, there are much smaller numbers of women who have frozen their eggs electively for their own use after ages 37, 38, 39, who've come back to use them. But so far to date, we're seeing similar rates of 98% survival, uh, similar rates of fertilization and embryo development. Um, so like compared to the same, same fresh eggs um, at the same age. And I guess, is there a concern, though, if somebody does this and it becomes more more mainstream, I guess, for lack of a, a better word, you've, you've done, you've frozen your eggs before you turned 30, uh, maybe in your late 30s or your 40s, that's when you decide that that's the time you want to start a family. Uh, if it doesn't work, though, are you at a, at a disadvantage in that? Where do you go from there? You know, that is a, that's a very, very important point. So our advice to people is always don't freeze them and forget about them. Egg freezing is the best technology that we have, but it's not perfect. Uh, the most common reason we see people present for egg freezing is that they're 35, 36, 37, and they haven't met their partner yet. Not that they're trying to delay things, actually. And it's true that if you freeze them earlier and you sort of look at them as an insurance policy and come back to use them, maybe when you're 40, 41, 42, 43, if they don't work, uh, the options may be different. These days, there are most often options. There is most often a way to get to the other side. But with time, the options change, and they may be different. So, for example, trying with your own eggs, for example, a fresh IVF cycle um, may work. It may just take a little bit longer, uh, be a little bit more challenging than if you had frozen your eggs at a younger age. And if that doesn't work, um, then there are other options, such as donor eggs. And what about access? Because we've talked about that in the past, too, and that there, the good news being that there are options and there are roads people can go down if they're dealing with infertility. But there's always been the, the issue of cost and access and that being a barrier. Yeah, uh, access. So fortunately in Canada, uh, consults and the workup is most often covered. And so anybody who has a question um, can get help. And very often, most people who are um, having difficulty to conceive don't require the most aggressive technologies, such as in vitro fertilization. Most often, uh, there may be simpler fixes first. However, if you do require those technologies, uh, yes, they are expensive. Um, and the technologies are expensive, um, and it's not easy for everyone to access them. Having said that, uh, there definitely is a push uh, these days to try and um, have um, health ministries and so understand that it is a medical disease. I don't envy I don't envy anybody being in the position of having to ration resources. Um, but 
we know that the federal government is committed to Canadians' fertile future, and they have committed to a federal tax credit, which allows people who are not only suffering from infertility, um, but people who want to be um, proactive about their fertility, for example, access egg freezing, to access that tax credit. It also um, is beneficial, for example, for single parents and same-sex couples who in the past may not have been able to access that tax benefit because they technically didn't meet the diagnosis of infertility. All right. Well, it's definitely an interesting topic and good that more and more conversations are being had about it. Uh, Dr. Kashyap, we'll have to leave it there, but thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We also do have an open house on May 1st, 5.30 p.m. at Genesis Fertility Centre, if anybody in the audience is interested in coming and learning more. All right. What time is that? Uh, 5.30 p.m. Uh, www.genesis-fertility.com is where people can find information. All right. Good to know. Thank you again so much. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. That is uh, Dr. Sonia Kashyap, Medical Director at Vancouver's Genesis Fertility Center. And again, an open house taking place on May 1st, 5.30 in the evening. You can check out their website if you want to get more information. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.